0: Hey everyone, welcome to Good Wolf Radio. It's Jerry Scarlato, founder and fitness coach of Thribology in Alexandria, Kentucky. And today we're gonna to continue our conversation on overcoming obstacles. Last time we talked about bottoms up and top down processing. Bottoms up processing, if you recall, is more unconscious. It's more habitual processing. You are taking in information and sensory input from the world and you are just reacting to it based on the information. On the other end of that, top-down processing is more deliberate and conscious. You're using previous experience and thoughts about what could happen in the future with the sensory information to come up with a plan to overcome or utilize the information that you're being presented. With our example that we used last time, talking about starting a training program and getting bored with the program, at programming after a time. If our bottoms up processing is taking hold, then we're going to run away from the fear of it. We're going to try and avoid the negative, negative situation and future negative feelings um, and just stop altogether. Whereas if we're using our top down processing, we're going to figure out a plan to overcome the obstacle so that we can keep moving forward. We ended the conversation last time talking about the amygdala and how the activation of the amygdala and how far down that rabbit hole we go will basically decide if we move forward or step back. I ended the conversation with a quote from Abraham, Abraham Maslow. We always have two options. Either we step forward into growth or we step back into safety. We literally have those options all day, every day. I almost knocked by water over. We literally have those options all day, every day, but especially when we're confronted with big obstacles. Small obstacles are a normal thing of life. We look in the cupboard and we don't have food and we go grab something to eat out at Chipotle or whatever. Um, Or uh, you run out of water in your cup and you have to go downstairs and get some more water. Like those are obstacles technically, but like we can easily overcome those, right? It's the big obstacles that we really make those decisions where we step forward into growth, or we go back into safety. And if the amygdala is the tipping point of what that is, then where did that come from? What is, what is this thing that is the tipping point? The amygdala. Well, if you've heard the, of the fight or flight response, That is basically your amygdala. If you remember, the amygdala is part of the limbic system. The limbic system is also called the paleomammalian cortex, paleomammalian meaning old mammal. So a million years ago, when human beings were evolving and becoming who we are today, we had many more obstacles to overcome that actually had an impact on whether or not we were alive the next day some of those things included finding water finding food finding shelter generally protecting, our, protecting ourselves and our families from predators those things were all very important and having a fight or flight response was very important as well if we were confronted with a predator and it was a toothy predator then probably it made sense to flee if we were confronted with a predator and maybe it was something that we could take on maybe it made sense to fight so the development of the amygdala amygdala and the system the limbic system basically evolved around this idea of being confronted with obstacles a million years ago that literally dictated our life are we going to be alive in this moment or are we not going to be alive now of course the problem is it's a million years later And we don't have any of those issues. We have plenty of food. If you're listening to this, you have plenty of food. If you're listening to this, you have shelter. If you're listening to this, you have water. Like you have all the basics. There aren't any lions, tigers, and bears living in your backyard. Like all of those bases are covered. So now what happens? Well, we still have this thing, the fight or flight response. And... Therefore, it still is going to find reasons to try and fight or flee. It's still going to have a response to things that we deem as life, quote unquote, life threatening. The problem is they're not actually life threatening, like nothing that, not nothing, that's a strong way to put it. Most of the things that we're confronted with that have that, that this response slaps us in the face are not life threatening. Having to change our diet because the current diet we're doing isn't helping us move forward, not life-threatening. Having to figure out a new workout routine because the current one we're doing is getting boring, not life-threatening. Like most of what we do, not life-threatening. And yet we're still confronted with this fight or flight response. So we have to figure out how to utilize it. Like we have to figure out how We, If our goal is to become the kind of person who overcomes obstacles and therefore continues to move forward on their health and fitness journey, then we have to figure out how to utilize this thing so that we can overcome obstacles and continue down that path. So what we're going to do today is look at a framework of how we can overcome an obstacle when we're confronted with it, because it's going to happen. Remember, no matter what you're trying to accomplish whether it is trying to save money or whether it is trying to lose weight or whether it is whatever trying to learn how to play guitar eventually what you're doing is going to stop working and therefore you're going to have to do something different so if we understand that then maybe it makes sense to have a framework to overcome the obstacle when it is when it arrives so um, to go back to Stoic philosophy, which, like I said, I study a lot and I believe in its premises. Um, one of the founders of Stoic philosophy, his he's not a founder, that's kind of a lie. One of the early philosophers of the philosophy um, was a guy named Epictetus. Epictetus literally means, I think, like bought one or owned one or something like that. Um, Epictetus was a slave for most of his life and eventually earned his freedom. Um, that was after he was beaten by his master a couple of times. He ended up with a broken leg in which it never recovered and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, he became one of the, <laughs> he became one of the uh, prominent figures of Stoic philosophy. And a lot of his thoughts and feelings around how life can be lived well Um, are still around today in different contexts and different wordage. Um, So one of his sayings or one of his uh, thoughts that has been passed down to us goes like this. Two words should be committed to memory and obeyed by alternatively exhorting and restraining ourselves words that will ensure we lead a mainly blameless and untroubled life. Those words are endure and renounce. Endure meaning persist forward and renounce meaning resist the temptation essentially so if we persist in our efforts and if we resist temptation be that temptation of other people trying to push their beliefs on us or be that our mental temptation to try and quit because we're confronted with an obstacle if we do those things Epictetus tells us then we will live lead mostly a blameless and untroubled life of course those things aren't easy to do all the time but if we put together a framework then maybe when we're confronted with an obstacle then we can start to do that so let's start putting this framework together so that the next time we're confronted with an obstacle we have something to look at and go okay here's what i need to do now this framework is very basic understand it's just it's put together through my Thirty-eight years of of life experience and other. This is primarily also other um, bits of knowledge and wisdom that I've gotten from uh, other people and philosophies and things like that. Most of this is 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 not my own uh, doing, if you will. It is just a compression of a bunch of thought and thoughts and ideas that come from um, other people much smarter than myself. So, um, first. Bam, we're confronted with an obstacle. We're in pursuit of our goal and all of a sudden something happens, whether our schedule keeps getting messed up and we're feeling the temptation to quit or we're getting bored with what we're doing or we quit losing weight, whatever the obstacle is. But now we are, we are in the midst of uh, the trough of despair and we are confronted with the obstacle. When this happens, step one is awareness and acceptance. Building awareness is very important. Awareness that an obstacle is happening and awareness around your motion, emotions of the obstacle itself. Um, you can do this a couple of different ways, but regular check-ins, being proactive about the whole situation can be a very low cost and very effective way to stay ahead of obstacles, if you will. Check-ins can have happen on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly basis, whatever works well for you. But basically if you s- check in on say a monthly basis and you go, okay, where am I? Am I still making progress? How are things going? Then hopefully maybe you can stay ahead of obstacles and you stay ahead of plateaus so that you're making adjustments along the way. It doesn't mean that obstacles still won't happen and you still won't have those fleeting feelings of wanting to quit. But maybe it at least helps you stay ahead of that. But the other end of that is just when you're confronted with an obstacle, being aware that you are in an obstacle. I I am in the throes of something that is trying to throw me off. Along with that, you have to accept that the obstacle is happening and you have to accept your feelings of the obstacle themselves like i said it's at this moment that basically your amygdala turns on and your emotions will start to take over now the stoic philosophers called these emotions disturbing passions disturbing passions and um without going too much into it because we're going to talk about this at the next episode essentially if we dive into or we uh, take on those disturbing passions those emotions, then we are much more likely to step back into safety because we're going to convince ourselves that, well, we can't achieve this goal. It's scary. Uh, I don't know if it's worth it anyway. We're going to find all kinds of justifications to quit pursuing the thing that we're after if we dive into those emotions. However, if we accept that, okay, I'm feeling a little fearful about this, I'm feeling uncertain that I can achieve this. There's the only thing that I can do now is figure out what I need to do to move forward. It's okay. The emotions are there. That's fine. You cannot control that the emotion shows up. You control what you do with the emotion once it happens. And if you can take those two first steps, number one, awareness, number two, acceptance, and you can utilize those, then you're already 70% there of overcoming an obstacle because that's where most people stop. They stop at, oh crap, I'm not going to be able to make it. And then they step back into safety. So you need to become aware. You can do that through regular check-ins or you can just do that by paying attention to how you're feeling on a day-to-day and week-to-week basis as you're pursuing the thing that you're going after. And then once you feel like or you recognize you're in the throes of an obstacle, you have to accept that you're there and then you have to accept that the emotions that are coming with it. You have to realize that if you don't realize it and accept it, it's going to be much harder to move forward. You can't just barrel through trying to barrel through an obstacle is like trying to barrel through a mountain. I'm sure we've all tried to do it. I know I have, and I know I 9.999 times out of 10, end up burning in a flame of glory, if you will, or what I deem as glory in my head at least, but nonetheless, um, I'm hitting on this point of awareness and acceptance very hard because most people like to ignore the fact that uh, when we're confronted with an obstacle, it is it is our identity slapping us in the face and going, you can't do this. It you, you have to overcome it. You have to become aware of it. And when you become aware of it on a regular basis, it becomes much easier to go, okay, here I am. I, I'm feeling fearful about it. I'm feeling uncertain about it. But it's okay it's going to be fine my life is still life is still gonna go on no matter what i just have to decide what i need to do next okay Um, so that is step one awareness and acceptance so once we've made it through awareness and acceptance then we need to develop a plan of action so your plan of action is going to be developed mainly by answering some questions question number one What part of my current plan is not working? So if we look at the example that we've set up over the last couple of episodes, you're going to globo gym, you've been going for about six weeks, and now you're getting bored of what you're doing. What, what is it that is making you bored? Is it the monotony of the routine? Is it because you're not making any progress? Like, what is it that is, that is making you bored? you have to you have to pull this out in order to understand what you need to do to get going again if it's literally just a feeling of boredom then maybe you need more variety if it's actually something deeper than that like you're not making progress or you're not having any fun which is important like you need to enjoy the thing that you're doing to some degree most of the time doesn't mean you're going to enjoy it all the time but you need to enjoy it most of the time so If you're not enjoying it, then maybe you just need to do something completely different. So what part of my current plan is not working? And then number two, coming up with two to three options. Um, Well, the question would be, what are two to three options to reignite my progress, to get me going again? Not one option, not one, probably not two, preferably three. Because one option, then you think, well, that's all the options I got two options and it still feels a little constraint constraining um three options then you have options okay and then you start to also realize like when you tell yourself which oh, i i have heard this more often than i can say i probably said it to myself as well when i'm pursuing certain things it's not unusual to feel like oh man i've tried everything and i just can't i just can't make any progress i've tried everything but if you really look at it and you go, have you really tried everything? Like if you say, well, yeah, I tried the keto diet and I tried, I don't know, fasting and I tried the Atkins diet. Like that's three things. That's not everything. There are many, 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 many other options out there. Same thing with weight training. Same thing with just about any other thing that you're trying to pursue. There's, there are hundreds, if not thousands of options for you. Of course, a lot of them are just variations of maybe the thing that you're doing, but you have to understand, you probably, you, you haven't tried everything and you have to understand that. So if you sit down and you think and you research and you look at what are two to three options that I can do that can help move me forward again, then you can start to see that there still are plenty of options left out there. Then once you have figured out what's not working, once you've come up with two to three options, then you have to decide on an option. What's the thing that I'm going to do to start making progress again? Um, because again, if you just leave it up to fate or just say, eh, I don't know, we'll see what happens, or I'll just keep going and well, you know, maybe I'll just get motivated again, like nine times out of 10, probably you're going to end up falling off the cliff. So we want. To avoid that as much as possible. And if you take a few steps, like this process can take five minutes if you just sit down and think about it for a second. What am I doing that is not working now? What are two to three options to get me moving forward again? And then what's the one option that I want to that I, I want to do today? If you pick the one option, you still have two other options left. When, when, <laughs> if, and when that thing stops working or you don't enjoy it or you just want to try something different. Okay. So that is develop a plan of action. Remember those questions, those are going to be imperative for moving forward. Finally, the last thing that we need to do is get into action as soon as possible. So once you've gone through that, those three steps and you figured out the thing that you want to do, you need to get back into action. And when I say as soon as possible, I don't mean like, oh, uh, well, you know, it's, I'm, I'm going to wait a month and then I'll, and then I'll start trying again. Like, no, it needs to be tomorrow. You need to get back into it as soon as possible, literally. Um, if you recall from high school, there was this guy named Isaac Newton. You probably didn't know him in high school. What I mean to say is uh, you were, you were taught about a guy named Sir, Sir Isaac Newton he came up with these things called the laws of motion. The first law of motion states that an object in motion stays in motion and an object at rest, at rest stays at rest unless uh, an equal and opposite force acts upon it. Same exact thing happens with the human. As a matter of fact, it is much worth, worse with humans um, because we can justify our action or inaction. The longer that you stay still, the more likely it is that you're going to stay still. And the longer that you stay in motion, the more likely it is that you are to stay in motion. So when you're confronted with an obstacle and you've gone through these steps to figure out what to do next, you have to get back on it the next day, the very next day. It's just like a very normal thing to happen is starting a diet on Monday, And on Wednesday, you go out to eat with a bunch of friends and you end up having a bunch of fried nonsense. And maybe you have a beer or two at lunch with them. Um, Hopefully, not a beer or two at lunch. Maybe it's at dinner, but nonetheless, you end up having a couple beers and you go, ah, well, I'll just wait till Monday to start again. And then Monday comes back around. And this time it happens on Tuesday. And then you go, ah, just wait till Monday. And by that point, it's the middle of the month. So you go, ah, just wait till next month. And then it's like, march and then you go ah just wait till next year like that's that's an object in motion staying in motion or being at rest literally you are you are short (laughs) you are making yourself becoming more at rest by making those justifications and I don't please understand I don't say this in a judgmental way I say this totally in an empathetic way because I've done it myself and I still probably actually I'm certain I still do it to this to this day but you have to recognize that you literally need to get back on it the very next moment that you can get back on it. And when it comes to eating food, it's the very next meal. Very next meal, you just get back on it, bam, back on it, bam, back on it. Uh, New training session or a new, you're trying to start a new workout, next day, start, start the new training session, start the new cycle. The reason that this is important, if we go back to our episode on showing up, we talked a little bit about habits. And we talked about the prefrontal cortex and how the prefrontal cortex and the basal ganglia work together to create new habits. The basal ganglia has two pathways. One is the associative pathway, where it is collecting information about your goal. As you're trying to pursue it, it's putting together all this information. And hopefully, eventually, that turns into the automatic pathway in which it consolidates that into the behaviors that are moving you towards your goal. The problem is with the associative pathway, if that's spaced out, if there's a big gap between collecting information, then it never turns into the behavior. It never turns into that automatic thing that you're just doing to pursue your goal. So that loop of you changing, I just spit, and if you saw <laughs> you saw that fly through there, I'm sorry about that. Um, that loop has to be small. You have to go through this three step process, awareness and acceptance, developing a plan, and getting back into action quick because if it's if it's long, the longer you make it, the more at rest you're going to be, the much harder it is to get yourself up and going. It is just the way that it is it is a just a it's a law Isaac Newton told us object at rest stays at rest, that means us as well, and you have to accept that you are a human being, you are not perfect. You, there never has been a perfect human being. You and I won't be the first ones. I accepted that like last week and I'm still sad about it, but it is what it is. So we have to move forward. Um, We have to move forward with understanding that. So that's the framework. Okay. Um, That's the framework. I'm going to do another quick summary, even though I just kind of did it. Uh, Step one, we have to have awareness and acceptance that we are in an obstacle, and we have to accept and be aware and accept the emotions that come along with it. Um, We have to develop a plan of action. Number one, uh, by asking questions, excuse me, number one, what part of my current plan is not working? Number two, what are two to three options to help me move forward? And then number three, choosing an option the final step in this framework is getting back into action as soon as possible, preferably tomorrow or at the next meal or at the next training session or whatever that looks like um, because we need that feedback loop to be small. We don't want to stay at rest. When we get to rest, then it becomes much harder to get back into motion. couple of questions to think about to also help this process. Number one. Do I tend to fight or flee when confronted with an obstacle? Remember that when the amygdala turns on, that is our fight or flight response, and we either choose to step forward into growth or back into safety. What do you tend to do when you're confronted with an obstacle? How can I build more awareness around my tendency to flee? We all, yes, I think I can say we all, if not we most, most of us, have a tendency to flee from something from some obstacle, like in certain areas, we're confident and we can move forward. In other areas, most of us, it's our health and fitness, we have a tendency to flee. So the question is, how can I build more awareness around my tendency to flee from an obstacle when I'm confronted from? Finally, how can I get back into action quicker? If you have been pursuing a goal and you've been putting off getting back to it, how can you get back to it? quicker. The sooner that you do that, the more motion you're going to create, the easier it's going to be to keep going. And that's what this is all about, my friends, is continuing to move forward. That's all I have for you today. Make sure that you subscribe. Make sure that you share that your friends can get the good news too. And until next time, my friends, here's to your success in health and fitness mastery.